Welcome to the Eerie First Podcast, the weekly message series featuring Pastor Nicole Schreiber. Do you need a breakthrough in your life? Many of us are looking for God to break through our hardships, our situations, or our circumstances. Fortunately, through God, breakthrough is possible, but there are steps we need to take to see our breakthrough come to fruition. Today, Pastor Don Fisher joins us to share and encourage us that breakthrough isn't just something that God can do, it is who He is. So let's get started today. Here's Pastor Don. I want to share with you this morning a message that I think is very relevant. We've been through a series regarding entanglement, and Pastor Nicole has, has taught us and instructed us how we can get out of these entanglements. And we're moving into a series in regard to joy. And I thought, <clears throat> what better way to move into that series than to make sure that we have a breakthrough from the entanglements that, that we have in our life. So this is what I'm wanting to share with you uh, today. And in doing that, I'm, I've got something that I want to put on the screen. It's a picture that some of you may have seen uh, many, many other places, but it's something that I think will, uh, will kind of get us going here in terms of what we're, in what we're talking about. June the 4th, 1944, the largest amphibious invasion in the history of warfare took place. It was an international effort, America, Canada, Britain, with the assistance of 10 other countries invaded and proceeded to invade uh, the coast of France. And their objective was five beaches, Utah, Omaha, Juneau, Gold, and Sword Beach. Their objective was to invade the enemy territory, to set up a stronghold, and the Allied forces overtake the enemy. There were over 150,000 soldiers <clears throat> deployed to these beaches, and by the end of the day, there were over 9,000 soldiers left dead and wounded, because when they reached the beach, and men in the boats, many of them never made it out of the boat. They were killed instantly before they ever made it into the water, because the Germans had 13 fortified positions with machine guns that could spit out 25 bullets a second. And they were strafing the beach. They had them in a crossfire. And many of the soldiers died in the boat. Some of them drowned as they got into the water. Uh, there's a lot of uh, information regarding that, but I just want to give you kind of a, a bird's eye view of what was taking place. Even if they made it to the beach, they still had 1,000 feet of beach that they had to traverse to get to where the enemy was at. And that beach was filled with all kind of barriers. Uh, it had landmines that were buried in the sand. There was barbed wire they had to go through. And even when they got to that, they encountered a 10-foot break wall, and then they had to also scale an almost 30-foot uh, part of the uh, mound of dirt to get to where the enemy was at. Well, fortunately, we have good news, and obviously, as history tells us, the Allied troops uh, won that battle, but not at, except for a great cost. 
and a great sacrifice. Most of the young men that came over, the average age was 22. Some were as young as 15. You see, these young men were too young to drink, and they were too young to vote. But they were not too young to die, and they gave their life. The reason I want to give us an account of this is because much like military warfare, you and I will find the same correlation when we talk about spiritual warfare. The objective was for them to break through. Today we're talking about breakthrough. I know that we understand the word, or at least we have a, a, a small comprehension of what that word means. But hopefully before I finish this morning, I want to leave you with encouragement and an admonition that God does believe in breakthrough. He is a God of breakthrough. And so there's a verse in Scripture that I'd like to begin with. It's found in 2 Samuel chapter 5. It's at the point in time when David was appointed king over Israel. He was approximately 30 years of age when he took over king of Israel. He reigned for about 40 years. In that process, he had just captured the city of Jerusalem. And now we pick it up in 2 Samuel uh, chapter 5, verse 17. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they went up in full force to search for him. But David heard about it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out in the valley of Rephraim. So David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? So David went to Baal Perez, because God said, Surely I will deliver the Philistines into your hands. He went to Baal Perizim, and there he defeated them. And he said, As the waters break out, the Lord has broken out against my enemies. So that place was called Baal Perizim, which means God of the breakthrough. You see, the Philistines abandoned their idols, and David and his men carried them off. So here's my main point. Here's something that I want us, in fact, I'll repeat it throughout my message. Breakthrough isn't something that God can do. It's who he is. Did you get that? Breakthrough isn't just something God can do. It's who he is. You say, well, I can't relate to the military. It, it, it doesn't connect. I didn't have any family there. And I can, okay, let's do this. Let's play Red Rover, Red Rover. Anybody ever play that when you was a kid? Come on, Red Rover, Red Rover, send so-and-so right over. So let's imagine. Imagine, get your imaginations working today. And on this, this team over here, we have a team that is five people, and they represent sickness, depression, disease, addictions, discouragement. 
And this team over here is a team made up of the most religious person in the world and the wealthiest person in the world and the most educated person in the world and the most successful person in the world and Jesus. So the way the game is played, and some of you played a little differently, but this team here starts out, and they said, Red Rover, Red Rover, send religion right over. Red Rover, Red Rover, send education right over. Send success right over. Send wealth right over. And unfortunately, none of these people could break through the line. They were resisted and Therefore, because they couldn't break through, this team kept them as captive. There was only one person left, and they had to use it. So they said, Red Rover, Red Rover, send Jesus right over. And Jesus, not in a flamboyant way, but he simply walked in his power and authority. He broke through depression. He broke through sin. He broke through disease. Uh, he broke through discouragement. And not only did he break through, he took those who were held captive and took them back and freed them because he's a God of breakthrough. He's a God of breakthrough. So when is the last time you and I have needed a breakthrough? In thinking about this message, I thought about my life and ministry and the years that Barbara and I have been in ministry, and I thought of the many breakthroughs that we have experienced, and one of the commonalities of that was this. Prior to the breakthrough happening, we never knew how, we never knew when, and sometimes we never knew why, but we knew that God was faithful. We knew that he was true to his word. We knew that the promises that God had made, he would fulfill because he is not a man that he should lie. So when he tells us that there is a breakthrough coming, we can take it to the bank. However, there are some things that's required of us in order to experience the breakthrough. You see... Basically, three things that I think, and there could be more, but there's three things I want to leave with you today. In order to experience a breakthrough, you, you know, let me stop just for a moment. There, there, there's some teaching, or not teaching, but there ought to be some teaching on um, theology in terms of the meaning of words. Example. Someday I would like to teach on the difference between personality and presence. Someday I would like to teach on the difference between adrenaline and anointing. Someday, and today, we're going to help you to understand the difference between blessing and breakthrough. Sometimes we receive blessings from God and we think they're a breakthrough. But just to give you something that you can kind of uh, hang on to throughout my message, a blessing has to do with approval, a favor or gift by God. We can be here on Sunday morning and walk out the door and say, I am blessed. God blessed my socks off. 
but I still haven't had a breakthrough. You see, breakthrough comes, it could be suddenly, or it is a timely development to improve a situation or provide an answer to a problem. So there's a difference. We can be blessed and not always experience a breakthrough, but we hold on to the promise that God has given to us. So how do we achieve this? How, what can we do to get to that point of, of understanding breakthrough is coming? I think, first of all, just as in the military, we have to identify the stronghold. See, I, I can say this, I believe I can say it with, with confidence that there are people in the body of Christ today that need a breakthrough, but they don't know it. Over the course of years, we have become complacent. Uh, we have become comfortable. Uh, we have become routine. Uh, if you will, we have become ritualistic. And we've gotten used to that and don't even realize that God wants to bring us a breakthrough. And then there are other folk who don't want a breakthrough. They're, they're just contented. I got saved. I said the sinner's prayer. I know I'm not going to hell. Good enough for me. That's that. And then there are still some that are saying God's got something more. He's got something more. Yes, he's blessed me here, and he's blessed me there, and he's blessing going in, and he's blessed me going out, but he's got something more. And I'm not going to stop until I see a breakthrough that God has promised me. But we have to identify the stronghold. I'm just going to name a few of them. I saw on Facebook just yesterday, I mentioned it to my sister, we were talking, and and the question, and if you put it on, sorry, I'm not going <laughs> to. The question was, can you name an addiction besides drug and alcohol? And I, I read that, I said that to my sister, and her first comment was this, how much time do you have? <laughs> how much time do you have? So what I'm going to share with you is not, a, not a, uh, an exhaustive list, but what about stronghold of depression? Failure, finances, disease, sickness, habits, addictions, pride, doubt, weariness, unanswered prayer, lack of purpose, things that have become a stronghold in our life, and, and we don't even know it until the Holy Spirit prompts us and says, hey, this applies to you. This applies to me. Because here's the thing. It can apply to you and I personally. It can apply to our nation. God only knows we need a breakthrough in our country. And it can also apply to the church. It's a threefold application here that's taking place. But the first thing we have to do is identify the stronghold. Secondly, we need to know our enemy. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 2.11, do not be ignorant of Satan's devices or his schemes or his tactics. 
It doesn't work to take the ostrich head in the sand approach and say, I'm just not going to think about it. Can I tell you, if you don't already know, that we have an enemy, he is real, he is formidable, he is the small g God of this world, and God, big God, has given him latitude to do certain things, and Satan is alive and well. That's not to be discouraging. That's to help us to understand who our enemy is. The Scripture tells us, 1 Peter 5, 8, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion for someone to devour. He's not a roaring lion, but he pretends to be one. John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Ephesians 2, 2, the context in which we find this, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. John 12, 31, now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. There is coming a day when Jesus is coming back and to set his authority in this world. His government will be established. But until that time comes, there are other rulers and authorities, and we wrestle not, Ephesians says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and what? Spiritual wickedness in high places. Folks, we are in a fight. We're in a battle. And it may seem like that what we showed you on the, on the screen just a few moments ago, that we have hit the beachhead and we are being slaughtered by the enemy. But the good news is this, John 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. For I have overcome the world. Now, I've read that a gazillion times, but I caught it last year sometime when I was rereading it, and, and I caught something a little, uh, a little different than I had read before. So basically what Jesus is saying here, he says, I have overcome the trouble, but I've also overcome the world that the trouble is in. See, that's even bigger and better than just overcoming trouble. He says, I've, I've overcome trouble, but I've also overcome the world. Why? Because breakthrough isn't just something God can do. It's who he is. It's who he is. And we have example after example after example of people in Scripture who experienced breakthrough. Moses, Moses, just leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. Can you picture two million going through the desert? They've got mountains on both sides of them. They've got the army behind them and the Red Sea in front of them. Moses gets to the Red Sea. Now, this is paraphrasing 
Pastor Don's words. He gets to the Red Sea and he says, God, I need a breakthrough. <laughs> I need a breakthrough. So, God, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to wait. I'm going to sing. I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship. I'm going to this, that, and the other. And I'll just wait because, God, I know you're going to bring me a breakthrough. But what's God telling? He says, Moses, stretch out your rod. And that may seem simple to us, but what God is saying, if you will be obedient, I will bring the breakthrough. He stretches the rod. And the other interesting part of this story is God did not eliminate the water. He just parted it. And sometimes in our life, when we have problems and situations that we cannot overcome, we think God's going to remove them, and sometimes he doesn't. He just makes a way through them. But it's a breakthrough. Joshua at Jericho, God was saying, I want you to cross over and go to the promised land. So he gets to the Jericho again. This is... This is facetious right here, but I'll come back to the real thing in a moment. He gets to the river, and what do they do? They sit down, and they wait, because God's going to take us across, so we're just going to sit here and wait for God to take us across. Now, read the story, because the instructions were for the priest who carried the ark to put their feet in the water, an act of faith an act of obedience. And when they put their foot in the water, the water that had flowed downhill was dammed up, and they went through on dry ground. The water wasn't removed, but it was stopped. So for you and I today, maybe whatever we are experiencing, we need to understand that God has a breakthrough for us. Personally, as a nation, as a church. But he has not called us to be observers. He's called us to be participators. And there's things that we have to do. And the third point is this. We have to be determined. We have to want that more than anything that we can think of. We have to be determined. Steadfast, persevering, tenacious, strong-minded, never quitting. Sensing it even as we see the days of Jesus return closer and closer, it ought to cause us to be more persevering and more tenacious and more active in what we're doing because we know that a breakthrough is coming. We know that one of these days, through the clouds of glory, there's going to be a breakthrough. And I'm going to steal a line from Tony Evans. When Jesus comes back, he will not be riding on the back, back of a donkey or an elephant. You didn't get that, did you? Uh, it won't be Democrat or Republican when Jesus comes back. It'll be the, some, some of you, you'll be eating lunch, and you'll just break out laughing because uh, <laughs> I really got what Pastor Don said. It's not political. It won't be cultural. It'll be Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that's going to break through and establish his government.
But as I close out here, I just want to remind you of a few things. Our objective in approaching breakthrough, our objective is not to try and twist God's arm so that He will achieve a specific outcome for us. God is still sovereign. He is still sovereign. We don't look for His hands, but we trust His heart. What do I mean by that? Sometimes we emphasize more, whether it's in our prayer or our praise and our worship, we emphasize more what He can do rather than who He is. And I believe that when breakthrough comes, there's going to be an emphasis on who God is, not so much on what He can do, because that's the hand. We, sometimes we focus, God, I want to see you do this, do this, do this, and do this, but we never take the moment to worship Him for who He is. I just, I just saw last night, I'm going to be honest, this wasn't Holy Spirit inspired. We were watching The Chosen. And, and I, I was going through some other things on YouTube, and I found this just little short snippet that was pointing this out. Peter, James, and John read their accounts in the New Testament. They never preached about what Jesus did. They preached about what He said. Look it up. They never preached about what Jesus did. They preached about what He said. So for you and I, that is saying, God, yes, I, you, He has done great things. He has done great things. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. He has done and He will do and He's going to do. But how many times do we just need to praise Him for who He is? God of the breakthrough. Do not depend on emotional or spiritual highs to obtain your breakthrough. They do not, they do occur, and they are a blessing, but don't depend. In other words, when you come in on Sunday and this worship team does a fantastic job in leading us in worship, but don't depend on them to get you to your emotional high that you're going to have your breakthrough. They're here to lead us into the presence of God and lead us before the throne of grace, but it's our responsibility in our prayer and our worship and our reading of the Word and in being obedience to God. So here's the thing. I've had spiritual highs before, and I recognize them. Well, how do you recognize them, Pastor Don? Well, they go away the next day when I hit a snag. <laughs> because spiritual, eyes, uh, spiritual highs are like frosting on a cake. It's delicious, but it has no substance. It's not the cake. It's just the frosting. Lastly, rather than focus on our own experience, we should pray in patience and perseverance, knowing that God will complete the good work that He has began in us. However, He sees fit. See, God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And along that journey, there will be times that we need breakthroughs. And God brings those breakthroughs.
But God doesn't, do you, did you know that God doesn't work according to your calendar on your iPhone? And he doesn't work on the watch on your arm? He has his ways and his thoughts are higher than ours. But he's faithful. Even when we are unfaithful, he is faithful. And if he has promised, if you're here today, you say, Pastor Don, I know that I know that I know that I know that God has promised me a breakthrough, then my encouragement for you is continue to pray, continue to worship, continue to stay in the Word, continue to fast, continue to serve, because as you are walking along the journey, one day, maybe even much like Saul, one day, this probably is going to get edited out. One day you get knocked on your can and have an encounter with Jesus that will change your life. It's a breakthrough. Don't lose heart. Grow determined. For you, for me, for our country, for our church, can I tell you this? There is a breakthrough God has for us. But here's the thing. Without God, we can't. And without us, he won't. So I encourage us all to do what God has called us to do and to do it to the best of our ability because God is a God of breakthrough. Amen? Would you stand with me this morning? Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you today that you remind us of your blessings. You remind us of your breakthrough. You remind us of your faithfulness. And you remind us of our responsibility that we have in this plan for our life. And Father, I pray today that that even though this is a holiday weekend and many of us are weary and we've expended energy and time with family and friends, and Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit will take this message and, and move it into our heart and even perhaps be something that we will think of in the days ahead. But Father, we just thank you this morning that we serve a God of breakthrough. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Could we put our hands together and give God praise that he's a God of breakthrough? Amen. 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 Have a blessed day in the Lord and be safe. Thank you for listening to the Erie First Podcast. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share it with your friends. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or visit eriefirst.org for all our latest news, announcements, and information. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.